Anyway, let's welcome everybody out to a brand new episode of Let's Talk Local. I'm your host, Chris Hollifield. I want to thank everybody for coming back week after week listening to the podcast. You know, I've been doing this uh, this podcast for, for quite a while, and it's it's always fun to uh, chat with people that have uh, listened to it. Uh, you know, just the other day, I actually got an, a, an email. Occasionally, I get these emails from longtime listeners. Uh, this, this gentleman, Brian, so shout out to Brian for reaching out. He's been listening to the podcast for eight years. Oh, wow. Long-time listener. Long-time listener, <laughs> and uh, he just he's just loving the show and, and oh, getting good. to know... Uh, all these amazing people here in Utah that I'm chatting with. And uh, so if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. You know, on this podcast, I I sit down uh, with locals, professionals, business owners, artists, musicians, people in Utah that are doing awesome things. I have Ryan Meeks here in the studio. Uh, We're going to chat with him about him and his music. And, and, you know, who knows, maybe some other stuff. We'll get to know him uh, here in the podcast in a second. Before yep. we do that, I do want to mention a couple things. We are recording video for our Patreon supporters. So if you are interested in seeing video of that, then uh, go check out our Patreon page. Um, it's actually still under I Am Salt Lake. So there's another nice. I Am Salt Lake. It's the <laughs> patreon.com slash I Am Salt Lake. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll leave it as I Am Salt I don't know. We don't know what we'll do here. but uh, <laughs> Things and then, are always evolving. Yeah, right? things are always evolving. And uh, I also want to give a shout out to my other uh, sponsor of the podcast, the Red Sign uh, Real Estate Team. It's actually my real estate team that I'm on. So if you're looking to move to Utah or maybe you already live in Utah and you just want to downsize, you're like, my house is too big, Chris. I need something smaller. The kids have all moved out. Give me a call, 801-244-2908, and uh, let's chat. Love to answer any questions uh, that you might have about the real estate market. I know people are always wondering, like, what's going on in the market? You know, it's, you know, they hear they hear things on the news or they read things in the newspaper. And it's like, well, you know what? Give Chris a call. Let's chat. Let's talk about it. 801-244-2908. Uh, but like I mentioned, Ryan Meeks is in the studio. He is yeah. sitting right here. He's, that, that was actually his voice that you heard. Yeah. So. Sorry, I kind of butted no, in. No, <laughs> I love it. That's actually another reason I'm starting to do the introductions at the beginning. Oh, because gotcha. I, I I don't know. I just, I got to thinking, I'm like, I want to. Kind is, of more organic, right? Yeah. Well, it's organic and, mm-hmm. and it brings you into it, man. Right. Like, that's why I created this show mm-hmm. was to let other people have the spot. It's not about me, man. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to get to know you. So let's get to know who Ryan Meeks is. I I don't know you very well, ma'am, but uh, we've been Facebook friends for a little while. Yeah, we have. I think that's pretty much, I, I think we've only met online, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I think uh, we, we both had connections to the podcasting community and uh, I I had a podcast for a while called The Path of Art, where I was interviewing uh, just artists. Um, and when I say artists, I mean, you know, creative people, musicians, uh, painters, uh, actors, and stuff like that. But um, and, and I think that's kind of how, how we... Uh, Our paths crossed. Uh, it might have crossed a little before that, but I don't remember how. You know, I, I connect with podcasters, man. I love yeah. podcasting. I love talking about podcasts. And it makes my heart happy mm-hmm. when I hear people that, especially here in Utah, that are doing one or or that did do one. Because right. like when I started this show, and I know I've said it here on the podcast, is when I started it, I, I only knew like 
uh, Geek Show podcast. I don't know. You're probably familiar yeah. with those guys mm-hmm. over there, right? I knew them. And, uh, you know, and then This American Life and, and, and some of the other bigger ones. Right. But I didn't really know other Utah podcasters. Right. So props to you. Now, why did you stop doing it, man? Um, well, uh, so my podcast, uh, the, the path of art was through KSL and, um, uh, it, it was a smaller podcast. We'd been doing it for about a year and a half and, uh, and it just got to a, to a point in the podcasting department over there that they were just starting to focus on certain podcasts that were, uh, kind of, kind of more of the journalistic ones, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's a news organization and, and, and they have other ones like, like Casey Scott's, um, uh, project recovery, which, which is doing really well too. And since, uh, and some of the newer ones that are, that are still gaining traction, they, it's not that they cut them per se. They're just, uh, they're holding back on them for, for a little bit. Do you, I mean, do you know why? I mean, because podcasts um, are very cheap to produce. So it, it would seem like they'd right. want to double down on them and, right. and do more. And so, um, I, I don't know uh, the exact reasons, but we were just, uh, they're just kind of, they just asked me and a couple other to kind of ones to to kind of to kind of hold back so they can just focus on uh, on the other big ones and so so I, it might have just kind of been more of a resource thing sure. uh, you know I'm I'm employed there and I, I'm a podcast producer there and so they they probably wanted uh, more of my efforts to go towards some of the other podcasts that were gaining a lot of steam and uh, they had just released a, a new podcast. A couple months ago, as well, when they when they asked me to hold back on it, and they really wanted me to focus on helping getting that podcast out. So I think it might have just been a manpower thing. So why wouldn't you just continue maybe your podcast on your own, maybe? Um, or, or were you not allowed to do that? Well, yeah. so my podcast uh, is owned by KSL, and oh, so wow. I can't just take it home and, and just do my own thing. But, but, um, as long as I'm, you know, producing it through them, you know, that's, that's fine. And, and I probably could go in after hours, but my life has gotten really crazy yeah. <laughs> over the past couple months. And I, and I, and I just haven't had the time uh, to be able to do that. And, and it's not that I can't go in, you know, and still produce it after hours. I'm sure that my boss at uh, KSL would be fine with that, but it's just the way things just kind of happen. It was just kind of like, okay, well, it's just going to go on the back burner for now is, is kind of how, how, how fate. <laughs> when that has, happens has with podcasts, mm-hmm. I mean, is, you know, come back to it. Just don't forget about it. Right. I right. mean, did you love doing it? Oh yeah. It, I, I love interviewing people. It yeah. is so fun. And, and I learned so much from it because, uh, you know, as an artist, creative person, musician yeah. myself, um, there was a lot that I learned from it. Uh, not, not just in like confidence, like learning how to be more confident about myself, but um, just how these artists got to where they were. When I, when I learned uh, that about, you know, like Kurt Bester, Peter Breinholt, um, this guy named Paul Cartwright, who's, who's a voice actor here in Utah. Um, he's doing a lot of work, you know, and that name sounds and, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting to gain a lot of steam in, in his career. Yeah. And, um, it, and in fact, his, his was probably one of the ones that affected me the most, just, just learning his attitude and how he sees things kind of changed, I guess, my paradigm or the way that I look at things, you know? And so it, it kind of, propelled me forward to, to do more of the things that I enjoy, which is music. 
podcasting is interesting like that. Like it's, it's kind of, um, like here you can create like, like your show, right? Like you, mm-hmm. here you can create this, this awesome show and spotlight these people, but in your own way, it's like you can benefit and learn something from them, right? right? Especially if you're doing it about a podcast that you love, right? like musicians and other creative folks and artists and, and stuff like that. Like you can learn something, right? But how mm-hmm. often could you call most of those people again, <laughs> you know, your Kurt Bastard, Peter Breinholt, like they're busy people. And if you were just to call them up and say, Hey, uh, you know, I was just thinking of, uh, you, can we talk on the phone for like an hour, <laughs> right. you know, about your music. Right. But if you say, Hey, I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. You want to come and they're, they're talk, gonna, talk but, about your career yeah. and about you and what, what you're doing right now. I mean, you know, people not only want that, but they kind of, they need it for, you know, to, yeah. to help, you know, to help move them forward as well. And so I, I find that podcasting specifically interview style podcasting is always a mutually beneficial thing. It's a win-win situation. So were you doing them in person or like all over like remotely or both? Or, or uh, both I, I much prefer in person. It's just, it's just better. Yeah. You <laughs> get a, the connection. Right. Face to face. And, uh, and online, the online ones, usually it went smoothly, but there were some, that there were technical difficulties that uh, we couldn't get around. Like one time the phone system was completely down throughout the whole building. Mm. <laughs> and so I just had to reschedule the podcast sure. because it was remote, you know, um, whereas it wouldn't have mattered if we were in person. And, and, would, and there's KSL. They probably have the best of the best, right? They do. You know, they I mean, do have like the especially best of for the best. remote stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. they do. And, and you still even then, problems. even then, you know, it, it happens. So, um, but yeah, it's a pod, podcasting is is just really is just really a mutually beneficial thing. It's, it's and what, what was the name of your show? One more time. The path of art. The path of art. Mm-hmm. I'll have, you know, and I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I haven't even listened to it yet. I, oh, I'm, okay. I'm going to go down. Well, no, it's not. Okay. I, I should have <laughs> I'm going to go download some episodes and listen to them uh, later. Okay, so yeah. I, I'm a huge podcast. So I'm always looking for new shows right. to listen to. And, and the, the great thing about it is, is like I still go back and listen to a few things because there were so many light bulb moments sure. where I'm like, I have to remember that. And now it's like, it's just out there all the, you know, and so I always have it and I can go back and, and re-remember a few things. How many episodes did you do probably? Uh, 21. Oh, so you did a decent amount. It yeah. wasn't just like three or four, yeah. like 21. Yeah. 21 to 23, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but, but, but over a dozen. So that, right. that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Mostly Utah people, I guess. Uh, yeah, there was, there's a lot of Utah people, um, a few people from out of state. Uh, I interviewed Danny Drysdale. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's from here, but he, a lot of his work is in LA. He did the music videos for the killers. Okay. Uh, well, not all of them, but the, probably the ones that you recognize, he did those ones. Um, and then, uh, I interviewed, uh, Leatherface from the, uh, uh, what is the Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, uh, movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so he was in LA and, uh, it, so there was, there's a few that aren't local, but I'd say the majority are local. That's cool though. That's cool. That's, I've actually in the back of my head, I'm like, I need to do a podcast like that, that, that would open it up to, uh interview non-local people just mm-hmm. because it, it, you could, again, you can get in front of people that you wouldn't normally right. get in front of and, right. and have opportunity. Well, and it's really fun when people reach out to you too. So, um, 
the artist that did the the artwork for the Misfits albums. Okay. He just reached out to me one day. Yeah. And he was like, can I be on your podcast? I'm like, yes. Just random <laughs> right. email or something. Right. right? I mean, because people are looking, sure. you know, to, to get on podcasts. And, and that was one where I was like, Yes, definitely. Holy cow. Like, yeah, that's it, like an iconic uh, symbol there. Right. You know? right. Right. And his interview was extremely just interesting. What, what's like, his name? Um, oh, I'd have to pull it up. Yeah. Again. I, no, I that, totally that's, fine, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. And, and I, I, I'm sure I've actually remember hearing what his name is. Right. And talking to somebody about this. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. We'll, We'll figure it out. If 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 you listening know what it is, we'll leave a comment on this episode in I Am Salt Lake Community Facebook group. But let's talk about your music, man, because that's kind of like the biggest thing that's going on right now in your life, right? right. Like like mm-hmm. everything with your music and and all of that. And um, I want to get to know that side of you. Yes. Um, let's well, let's talk about that. I mean, when did music come into your life? Like, when did you want to start creating music and start? doing music. I mean, did you t- start taking music lessons at a young age? So, Musical family? <laughs> yeah. So my dad was, I mean, he, he's, I've just always seen him in a band, right? Ever since I was a kid. Like, like what was, kind of band? Like rock and roll? Uh, rock and roll. Okay. Like, so he was in a band called Under the Gun. <laughs> it was just a cover band that they did. Sure. They did oldies, you know, and back in the uh, the 80s. So when the, the Delta Center opened, okay, their band played at the opening, right? And when uh, Livestock came, they opened for everybody. And so uh, he um, he had a, a guy named Dave Namath that was in his band. Okay. He was the weather guy for Channel 4. Yeah, I was just saying that name yeah. sounds familiar. And he yeah. went on to do, uh, like it was like some late night uh, news gossip show, <laughs> like, like the current affairs or something. I can't remember exactly okay. what it was. Anyway, he was a great guy, but... Um, uh, I, I just, I remember that, you know, growing up and, and me wanting to, you know, learn to play guitar. And my mom got me in piano lessons when I was 10. I started playing the clarinet. And, and I remember um, when I was in junior high, around 13 or 14 years old, just wanting to play the guitar. Um, and uh, so I would pick up my brother's guitar and I would just learn songs by ear um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of started going from there. Um, but my dad didn't have a lot of time for teaching. He taught my brother some, and then, uh, and then he uh, taught me like the C chord and then, <laughs> and then he's like, well, you really just got to listen to songs and find the notes. <laughs> and so <laughs> he makes it sound so easy, right? <laughs> right. But that's how I started to learn. Um, and within a year um, I, I, I grab things. I, I grab onto things really quickly. Okay. Like, um, I, I just kind of have that kind of personality when I start something new, I just catch on pretty quickly. Um, and so within a year, um, I had learned some Metallica solos and songs and stuff. And, um, and it just kind of became my th- thing that I would stay up until two in the morning doing. <laughs> you you were <laughs> you know? loving it. You yes. were like, this is, this and, is my thing. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to write some music. I want to, because to me, like uh, these songs I were listening to, like in Metallica and Megadeth, they were so expressive to me. Like they, they were just like, oh man, I just, it was like how I felt. Hmm. 
And then so I started to think, I want to express how I feel in this same way. And I wrote my first song when I was 14 years old. And uh, I've been writing music since then, but I've never done anything with it. I've never known how, I've never known... And when you say you never did like like record it or produce, I had I my dad had like a little, like an eight track mixer. Okay, and like just a, a just like a simple, you know, cardioid microphone microphone your standard m- microphone and and I recorded some of my songs back then just like on a little cassette tape, but I never. You never knew what to do further than right, that. Yeah. right. I just like oh, I like these songs, you know, and stuff and. Uh, and so, I, I mean, that's, that's where I got started. And, and when I started writing music, that's what I wanted to do. Like I, I didn't progress anything past the Metallica solos that I learned. Like, um, like, so you look at other guitarists, like they're super fast and stuff. I can play some Metallica solos, <laughs> but since I've been writing since then, um, like I, I understand song, song structure really well. And I, and I know like what kinds of chords I want to hit when and, uh, and writing, uh, lyrics and, and all those, all the stuff that goes into just writing a song. That's what I really get excited about. Now, Metallica and Megadeth. Mm-hmm. I've heard you mention them a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Your recurrent music sounds nothing like Nothing that. like, I am a huge metalhead. Okay. So that's what you grew up on. That's what, that's, right. that's kind of what I was curious. And yes. I, don't get me wrong. I love Metallica and I love Megadeth. Yes. That's what I grew up on too. Mm-hmm. So, so we already bonded right there. Right. So, so I, I, I mean, what made you not want to create more metal then? Well, when I started writing music, I had this this conversation with, with a guy, uh, in my neighborhood who, who was also a songwriter, you know, and older than you. Oh yeah. He was like in his thirties. I okay. was a teenager. He was a, he was kind of a, a mentor of mine for a little bit. And, and I asked him about songwriting and, and, and one night I, I don't know, I just had this thought because I mean, I love, I love certain kinds of metal, uh, but there's other metal that I don't like. Like I don't like Slayer and stuff like that. It's a little too, too much. Yeah, too much. Whereas Metallica, they're talking about um like they're talking about literature. Sure. And they're talking about politics and they're talking about what's going on in the world. Whereas other metal is it's kind of gross. <laughs> you know, it's some of the lyrics like are just gloire or something like that. Right, <laughs> right. Where where they're just talking about like hurting people or doing yeah. something, you know, just crazy. And and so I thought to myself that there's actually a little bit of responsibility that goes into songwriting. Hmm. Interesting. And if I put too many really bad thoughts out there, then I'm responsible for the people that ever listen to it. Not again, not that I ever ended up doing anything with the music that I wrote back then, but I thought, okay, so I don't really want to write metal cause I don't want to, it's just, it's just too, I didn't want to fall into writing something that I would regret writing. Yeah. You know, fair enough. Um, and because one of the lyrics that I wrote, that I first wrote, it was just like, a, it was, it was just kind of a violent. <laughs> I can thing, only imagine. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so I'm not going to write metal. Um, I still love listening to, 
the types of metal that I love listening to. Like I like, I really anthrax like anthrax. <laughs> no, no, I don't like anthrax, but Metallica, Megadeth. I, I really like Catatonia. I'm not familiar with them. They're a Swedish metal band and okay. um, they're still going and doing stuff. I, uh, I, I pretty much like their last four albums, anything before that I'm not into, but, um, uh, but I also like, um, uh, in flames. Um, okay. And they're also a Swedish metal band and, and it, it just kind of, kind of things that speak to me like that. But, um, and also I don't think I'm talented enough in the thrashing way to, to be able to write a proper metal metal song. Um, like again, I can play some Metallica and Megadeth solos. Um, you know, I can noodle and, and improv to, to some jam tracks and stuff. But when it comes to really, um, shredding on the guitar, I, I am not a shredder. I can't, I can't shred. And so, um, so that, that probably also moved me away from, from writing metal stuff. So were you ever in a band? Did you uh-huh. ever do the band thing? Oh yeah. Like, um, and so, you know, I had a band in junior high. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we played Metallica and Megadeth sure, sure. covers, covers and like, yeah. and like, uh, you know, offspring covers and stuff like that. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, out of junior high, like high school, I had a couple bands. Um, and then, um, when I was in college, I had a, I had a band, I started a band called, um, Adept Android. And that was with my buddy, Ben, and uh, a girl named Mari Voyles. Okay. Um, she's a drummer that's just incredible. Um, I, I don't know what she's doing too much now, but you can check her out on YouTube. Um, she was she was just a gem to have in the band. Oh, wow. And uh, we started uh, doing our own thing. I, I was writing a lot of songs for the band. Uh, we got uh, one song recorded, which I actually re-recorded, and I'll probably be releasing that in a few months, but, (laughs) um, and, um, then, uh, we had kids, you know, (laughs) as adults, you mean you had kids. Yeah. 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 So I all grew up, right. We all, we all grew up, got married, had families and, and, and and bought homes. We're we're, (laughs) we're all, we're going to college. Um, uh, Ben, he, he has a kid and a month later I have a kid (laughs) and, and Mari also was doing two bands. She was doing our band and, her husband's band called Bloom, which they were, they were really great. And, mm. uh, I, I think they, they fell apart a few years after that, but she wanted to uh, pay attention to that. And we were like, yeah, it's kind of getting tough for us to keep it together too. So maybe we'll circle back in a few years or something, but and you never did. No, that didn't happen. So but, you're now you're just doing stuff. I mean, a solo singer songwriter mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, do you ever think about doing a band thing again? Well, the the stuff I'm doing now, the way that we have produced it, I'm going to need people to play with me. And so it kind of has a band sound to it. There's drums, there's bass, uh, there's a cello. I've written, I've been writing a cello part for every song. And so it is a singer-songwriter thing, but um, performing it, uh, I still need to um, get stuff together where I have a group with me. And uh, I've been working on that. Like, so my brother's obviously going to be the drummer because I've had him just do the drums for, for the songs. Is he pretty good? Oh, he's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, and I have a buddy that's do that's doing the cello. And so it's just kind of like tightening, tightening it all. And then I have to finish cello parts for the rest of my songs too. So we have like the, I, I've, 
I've recorded three singles and mm. uh, my brother has done the producing on that. Like, I think I mentioned that, but uh, he's done the producing on it and um, I didn't want to push him too much further. And so I, I just said, I'm going to release these three singles and then, then we'll, we'll go from there. And, uh, and, and the, and the thing is, is my brother was just so kind and he reached, he reached out to me one day and said, Hey, uh, let's record your songs. And, you know, he's doing it for free. And, uh, if you listen to the quality of it, I just, well, they're great. I, right. I just, I just feel terrible. Not it, it. Cause I can't also can't pay him either because I'm not, you know, I'm, and that, and that's been one of the obstacles I've always faced. It's like, I have these songs, there's studios around, but I, I don't have any money. <laughs> Yeah. You know, to pay them to record them. And so this was like a godsend that my brother, I guess he's, he's been uh, producing for his own projects for two years and he, he's uh, has gotten some, some education on it as well. He, he went to school to get some education on how to do it properly. And so does and he have like a recording studio? And everything? He doesn't, he, we had to do it out of his apartment and, oh, my, that and, and, great. My, and my basement. Right. Yeah, I know. And it sounds as good as it does. It's, it's mind boggling. And I'm just like, dude, you, you need to do this. Yeah. And, and I felt terrible just like having him do it for free. And so I was, I was like, okay, we'll stop on this third one and I'll see what I can generate and see if we can get more, just a, a better way of doing it. Cause and he's so, probably willing to do a like 10 if you wanted. Right. To do he's 10, my brother. Right? Like right? He's, he's willing to do like a whole album. For right. You. He's my brother. But me looking at the end and if, if we were to talk about it right now, he'd be like, yes, of course. But at, you know, at the same time I've got to, I've got to rein in, you know, my, I, I don't know how to explain it, but my needs too, you know, I need to, I can't just be like, here, do all of my songs, brother. And, you know, and work all this, you know, all these hours. And I'm sorry, I can't pay you. You know, I, 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 I guess no, I just, have a, in you I just though, have man. a like, conscience where I'm like, I, yeah. I, need, I need to be, you know, adding some kind of value to him as well. And so, so that's kind of what I'm working on. <laughs> well, he, he believes in you and what you're doing mm-hmm. and I could see why, I mean, based you know, I've only heard the songs on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're an incredible musician. And, uh, you know, for people listening, go, I mean, we all probably have our Spotify apps on our phones right now. Mm. And you're probably listening to this podcast on Spotify, you know, so stop this podcast right now. Seriously, stop while you're listening, go, go search Ryan Meeks, M-E-E-K-S. M-E-E-K-S. Yeah. yeah. And listen to all three of the songs. Well, I have, I have, I have two on there. Two songs. Yeah. My bad. So. One of them is a song that I self-produced in 2020, and we're well, they plan- both sound great. Though. Yeah, we're we're planning on redoing that one <laughs> because Sean is just so good at. I'm just like we got to, re- and I wrote a cello part to it, so it's going to be r- extra cool. But the song that he uh, that that is out currently, the new one is called "Oil and Water," um, and that's that's the the one that I, I was just blown away when I heard what he did. Like if you listen to what I did and I'm just trying my best to to make myself you know sound as clear and everything as I can. And then you hear what he did, and it took like half the time, <laughs> maybe maybe even a quarter of the time, you know, of, for him to do what he did versus me taking months and months to try to make mine sound the way I'm trying to make it sound. Yeah. In my, the, the way it sounds in my head, you know. 
So what's um, your what's your goal? I mean, do you I mean you eventually do plan on produce, <laughs> like releasing a full length album, right? Like when when do you see that happening? I don't know. Um and and that's the thing. I've got a I, I've got a lot to learn. I'm I'm trying to I mean, I have an album's worth of songs. Um and so I'm just trying to push forward these these three singles. The ne- the next one I'm going to release in January. Uh, and then the third one, which is the the redone song for my adept Android years, will be released after that at some point. But but I'm trying to get, you know, I, I started to approach it as like, well, look, let's let's put together an LLC and make this a like like a a, like business a legit thing. business, yeah. yeah. And so I have an LLC now, Ryan Meeks Music, um, and I got a website, RyanMeeksMusic.net, and that. It, it's kind of helped it actually in a lot of ways. So now that I have, you know, a, a plan of releasing some singles, I have a website that has my singles on it, has my music video I did. Um, and I can direct people to that. And it, 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 it makes you look it's official. A, it's yeah. official. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, I even, uh, there's been a lot of other stuff musically that's been happening for me as well, other than, just my single. So um, last year I arranged a choral piece uh, for uh, the Salt Lake Symphonic Choir. Okay. Uh, I arranged Auld Lang Syne for their Christmas. And this year I I arranged another piece, um, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And they're, and I'm in the choir as well. So we're, <laughs> we're singing it. Um, but on top of that, uh, I auditioned for, um, uh, Kurt Bester's um, uh, Christmas concerts. He's okay, he's having yeah, yeah. he he put on his Facebook. Hey, uh, we're having auditions for Prayer of the Children mm. um, uh, to sing with me on my Christmas concerts. And so I auditioned for it, but I also sent my website that has that new recording. It has um, you know uh, some live performances that I've done since I've started this this um, you know making it official journey. You know, yeah, and. Uh, for him to be able to see that and then see my audition that I sent in, um, it helped. And so you got uh, he, the you got the thing, you yeah. got the gig. You so got the... yeah, I'm singing for Kurt Bester. Well, tell tell us more. I mean, for people because yeah. this will be up, like I said, next week <laughs> right. uh, on the podcast feed. So depending on when they listen to this, I mean, mm-hmm. it's only what the beginning. Well, no, it's about mid November right. so, now, I guess. So Kurt Bester's uh, Christmas concerts are in, are in December. He he hasn't announced the dates. Oh, okay, so you don't have the dates yet. And so yeah, this is he'll be announcing and i just found out like on friday so okay okay so you so pretty pretty new <laughs> right oh that's what the big news was yes on those, my facebook I yes the, i said big news stay yeah, tuned yeah, right no, i'm and glad so, you brought that up because i was curious yeah like, what's the big news yeah, and so i'm i'm waiting to like you know announce it on my facebook and tiktok you know and i'm waiting until he actually says the date that i'm singing gotcha. so i can be like on this date i'm singing for prayer of the children uh, for kurt bester on his concert, you know, and, and that to me is like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like meeting like someone you've looked up to, like most like of your one of your life. heroes, right. like one of your mentors and then heroes, yeah. singing with them on stage. I'm just like, well, I, I, I couldn't believe it when, when I got the email, like I was, I was, I was at work. I, I actually have a second job now. I'm kind of, sure, I, sure. I'm juggling well, a lot. I was, that, I was at my other work, uh, uh, not the KSL work, but I was, and, and I saw it on my phone and the, 
And the first thing I, I just yelled out, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. And everybody was it. like, what are you doing? Right. No, about? no. And my coworker was like, is everything okay over there? <laughs> and I was like, look at, the, you know, I just, I showed him that I was, just, I called my wife and, and I just like, oh, I, I couldn't believe it. Right. And so it, it, it almost, it almost still doesn't seem real. And so I'm, yeah, just taking it seriously. Taking the music seriously. Yeah, taking it music. Opened up these right, has, doors Has opened for this you. up. And so, and so the plan is to take it seriously all the way until I don't need to have a second job anymore, you know, and I don't need to, to rely on a job that's not music. I don't know how long that's going to take. And I don't. I don't know all of the things that I have to do to get there, but you'll learn along the way, man. But right. Some of the things seem to be working out and that's great. You know, I I wish I could give you advice. I wish I could give you (laughs) tips, but right. You know, I took music lessons, but I never really stuck with anything. You know, Mm -hmm. I never really, I never really created that, that passion. Like mm-hmm. I see people like you even talk about in the beginning of this conversation, how you would stay up until 2 a.m. playing the guitar. Right. And uh, people like that, I was always jealous of because I was like, I never, you know, I took guitar lessons. I took violin lessons. I took piano, but I never really, it was like, okay, I practiced for 30 minutes. I'm done, mom. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. what, why do you think that was that way for you? Like, what, what do you think it was are, are you that type of person with everything you do that you, that uh, you really just jump into it head first? Uh, I, I do pick up on things really easily at first, but I usually, it's usually like a, a hyper focus thing and then it goes away yeah. with guitar and music. It never did. I don't know. I, I don't know why I don't have the whys, but when I look at it, it seems to be that, music affected me and such mm. as on such a core level and it still does. Well, I love music. It, it's still I love music. Like, yeah. like in, in some of like in, in my choral pieces that I've arranged, like I I'm hitting these chords that to me, when I play those chords, I almost start crying because it's hitting on such oh, wow. an emotional level to me. That's power. Man. And so when I hear, and, and so, I, I mean, I heard a lot of that in, in, in a lot of the music that I just enjoyed listening to. And, um, and I think I just, I just kind of got just so obsessed with trying to do that myself, trying to express that that became my way of expression. You know, I would go to school, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like a popular kid. I wasn't, Oh, come on. You know? What are you talking about? You were, yeah. <laughs> like it was, I don't know, like, like, especially in junior high when I, when it all started, you know, it, I, I, I had a lot of very down emotions, you know, a lot of very sad emotions. I mean, I've struggled with depression most of my life. And, um, and so for me staying up at two in the morning, just learning this song because it, something that connects with me was, was my way of getting a lot of that out. Mm. That's awesome, though, that you found that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of us find that. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of us find it through through poetry or uh, writing mm-hmm. or uh, art, painting, you know, stuff like that, drawing. But uh, even that is so rare. Right. And so you're lucky that you have that, you know, because mm-hmm. 
a lot of people don't have it and then turn to drugs or just turn to, or they become massively depressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's ultimately why I podcast is to, yeah, it, 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 it gives me that creative outlet mm -hmm. um, because I, I wasn't in that band, that cool <laughs> band that, that you, you were in. Um, now, so now, I mean, just doing the singer songwriter and for the type of music that you listen to now, mm -hmm. I mean, what, who are some of your influences now? Like what, it, where, where are you pulling influence from and, 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 well, some of your stuff, it's obviously not Metallica. And right, right. Well, in the, in the stuff that I write, um, I think I started to hone in on a sound back in my adept Android days, uh, where, where we were doing like heavy alternative, like no, it, it's funny, it's adept Android, but it's not like electronic stuff. We just liked we we were Star Trek nerds and, and we liked, and my favorite character was Data. Yeah. And he's an android that can do anything. And he's an adept android. <laughs> and so that's what we named I know, I love the, it. After, I love the it. band after. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with the sound we were doing. But we were doing like heavy alternative. And I wrote a song called Empty. And that's the the one that I redid that I'll I'll be releasing sometime next year. Probably in like February. Gotcha. Um but it used this kind of technique that I had heard in a few songs where they were just focusing on, uh, on playing the root and the 10th. And so um, it gives it a unique sound. And then when you're changing the chords in the progression, it almost sounds just like a harmonized melody instead of a chord progression. And when I did that and it, it was just on my acoustic guitar um, I, I, I think I heard Dave Matthews do that. I think I heard collective soul do that. And I think I even heard green day do that on one of their songs. And, uh, I didn't necessarily pull from those, but it was just like the sound that I heard that, that, that kind of gave that to me. And, and, uh, I've always, I always just liked the sound of the acoustic guitar. And, sure. Uh, one one band that I've always really liked is Days of the New. Okay. I'm so, not that familiar with them. So no. they were a, a 90s, uh, a later, mid to later, I think it was mid-90s, 90s alternative band. They were all acoustic, though. The the guy that wrote all the songs, his name is Travis Meeks. <laughs> is he related or what? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, my my ancestors came, you know, with the Mormons. Uh, he... Uh, is he Mormon? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, but uh, my ancestors came from Indiana to Nauvoo and to here. Okay. He's from Indiana. So very well. So he very well could be like from like one of my great, great, great grandfather's brothers or something that, that I am was, sure. Yeah. It, I mean, there's not many people out there with the last name Meeks. So time to do your genealogy yeah. <laughs> there, Ryan. Right. Time to... But, uh, but they have, just the acoustic sound I've always liked. And, and so I, you know, I wanted to do something more in the acoustic vein, but I tend to, when I write things, they just turn out rocky or a, a alternative sounding. Mm. And, and I'd say, a, a but lot that's of, not bad. No, no, it's great. And so that's, and I mean, I listen to Alice in Chains, yeah. Soundgarden, you know, all those, those great, you know, all the great 90s bands. alternative yeah, bands, right? Like, uh, <laughs> Like Chris, That's what I was growing up right, on right, too, right, man. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I don't have Chris Cornell's range, but man, 
I, I remember when he passed away, like I couldn't, yeah, I remember. That I was too. so emotional about it. Like I, I wasn't like outwardly emotional, but I couldn't listen to a sound garden song for three years. Yeah. Have I you ever would, seen them live by chance? No. I saw them up at, uh, was it Ogden? I think they played mm. years ago. That was a great, great, it was the, uh, yeah, anyways, it doesn't yeah. matter, but. Oh, no, it's. Great, great show. Yeah, I, I imagine so, and it, it's, it pains me that I never got to see them live, but but every time I would turn on a just any song, like even Spoon Man, an upbeat song, like I would just, just the emotions would kick yeah. in. I was like, I can't listen to this, but, but I, you know, within the last year or so, I've been able to listen to. Soundgarden, but I, I don't like model anything about uh, around them. But maybe because I listen to a lot of them, it just kind of comes out like that alternative sound. Um, well, it'll definitely come out through your music, right. man. If you listen to that, because that's going to influence somewhere in your brain, right. man, of of what music sounds like. Yeah, and I would say that um, lyrically, I don't know. I just throw it out there, <laughs> like in in oil and water, um, the songs the song's pretty heavy. Like if you're listening to the lyrics and uh, I mean that to me, that's kind of an Alice in Chains type of thing. They have some pretty heavy lyrics if you're really diving into what they're talking about. Yeah. And mine, you know, it is about depression and not feeling like you belong anywhere in the world, you know? And for the long, for a very long time, I, I felt like that. And it's, uh, and you found writing about it and creating the music actually helped you through that. It helps me get it out. That's you know? great. And um, and so I I think that maybe some of the influence, you know, uh, maybe it's like subconscious influence, you know. I, I, I listen to Alice in Chains, you know. They, they've got heavy lyrics. And Catatonia has very heavy lyrics as well. Um, and uh, so maybe some of that comes out in there. And sometimes I'll consciously try to write something um, that isn't so heavy. That's kind of more of something that's uh, more of a, a thoughtful song. Um, the The next song that I'm releasing in January is called find a way. Okay. It's all, I'm thinking of double titling it the choice. Cause it's kind of about, it's about making the choice to get up in the morning. Mm. And go and go and do the thing. It sounds like maybe that's some personal thing there. You're having a hard time getting up in the morning, you know. <laughs> you know, getting out of bed. Sometimes I stay up too late, but no. But you know, the, the the feeling of, you know, what what keeps you not wanting to go out and be a part of the world, yeah, and confronting that. Whereas, whereas I I mean, you you can think of oil and waters. It, it, it is a, still about that, but it's a different thought process of just realizing and understanding that you don't belong in this world. Whereas find a way is get up and go find your spot in the world. Yeah. And so it's kind of an opposite song about the same thing. What do you, you know, that, that kind of, kind of reminds me of a question that I'll ask a lot here on the, on the show, Ryan. And uh, you know, that that's a perfect um, lead into that is, you know, on those days where you don't want to create mm-hmm. and you, you literally want to stay in bed, mm-hmm. what do you do? I mean, do you, how, how do you pull yourself out of bed? Um, 
Well, I have to take my kids to school in the morning. <laughs> that, 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 that's an honest answer, man. <laughs> that's really what gets me out. But um, but in terms of like the um, creating and stuff, yeah, yeah, or like the the bed that's in your head, you know, where you just sure you you can't get out of it, um, and you just kind of want to go stay in your you know, in, in a cave and, <laughs> and not do anything. Uh, I, I think that's actually part of the creative process Yeah, is not doing some of it for a little bit because just put it on the back burner, yeah. walk away from it. Cause sometimes my ideas come like when I'm walking around the track at the gym or mm. not that I do the gym a lot, I need to do it more, but, um, or, I, I know or when I'm now. taking, or when I'm taking my kids to school, I, or, or when I'm just driving home, like I had a melody pop in my, in my head once. And, uh, I'm currently in the process of turning that into uh, a choral piece. And so it's, I think part of the creative process is when you're on, you're really on, but, but keeping, keeping times, you know, scheduled so that you can, work on creative things, but a lot of time just paying attention when you're not doing the creative thing. And so, so when you're like, kind of like, I don't want to create today. I think that's part, that's partly your brain saying you need to take a break from this and you'll get your ideas as you're taking your break. Cause that tends to happen often. Interesting. Do you deal with imposter syndrome at all? Are you familiar with that? Uh Yeah. Do you deal with that? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like with your music and and stuff like you're like, "Eh, I don't want people (laughs) to hear this. I I don't belong here. I'm singing for Kurt Bester. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like you're not good enough that that you're you're, you're like, they're going to figure you out? not, Not that it's more, it's more just like, I don't. Like, again, I've been writing music since I was 14 and I haven't done a single thing with it, really. Like, I've done some little things, like I had Adept Android and I've done, you know, I've, you know, played for people I know and stuff. But actually trying, Hmm. I haven't actually tried until like probably the last year or so. And so it's kind of that thing where it's like, for me, the, the imposter syndrome was like, Okay, it, it, I guess it's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, I mean, I did good on my audition, and you know, I have some good portfolio pieces, and so I know, I know, I can do it. It's just a matter of, of me um, making sure that I live up to my expectations, you know, in my head. And so, are you getting out and playing music at all? Do you, I mean, are you playing shows at all or, um, or not a whole lot yet? Yeah, I had a, um, I, I had a performance in September and then I've uh, been doing a few light, uh, like open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I'm still um, trying to f- figure out, you know, a lot of the cello parts for the other songs, you know, cause I want to make sure that I have a full set, you know, like a good hour, hour, 15 minutes um, that I can give to a venue and stuff. Um, I do have some stuff like, well, I have, I have a show scheduled for March of 2024, um, that I just put together. And so, so, so I am looking, but I I just have a lot to juggle in between, um, making sure that, um, that everything's together, uh, the way that I want it to be together, uh, when I'm performing 
uh, and with other musicians I'm going to have along with me, um, as well as, you know, just juggling, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much the primary caregiver for my kids. Um, I have two jobs. <laughs> uh, I am, I started, uh, another degree, which I, I, I might. So are you going to school too? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to school for? I don't know. <laughs> you, you, well, you do now. You do, I, do, or, I do. Or do you, if you don't want to say, well, that's fine. Well, the, the thing is, is that a lot of my, a lot of my obstacles in the music stuff involves me not have, you know, not having enough money to, you know, to pay my brother to do these recordings. And, and before that was like to just pay a studio, right? I just, I can't just go in and, and like say, Hey, maybe I'll do some video work for you. You know, I'd, that hasn't worked. <laughs> but, um, and so I, I was like, okay, well, I need to like go into something that, that pays better. And so, and, and it might, I don't know if, so far the music stuff seems to be working that I'm just focusing on it. So maybe that was just it, but I started the degree in September as a thing like, okay, maybe if, if I learn programming or something, I can get a, a a better job than what I'm doing right now that, that pays more so that I can pay for all the other stuff. And I know that's a lot to do, but I, you know, I, I don't know how to do it any other way. So if anyone has advice, (laughs) On just how to juggle, how to, how, to, how to juggle the things. Maybe it's maybe it's not do the degree, you know. But no, I, no, I you got to do that, man. I did start it, um, and and so that's what I'm doing. It's just like an online uh, degree that I'm working on. But anyway, so like, uh, I, I guess the question was what you know, what am I doing it in? I, I kind of ramble, but no, uh, you're good. But yeah, so I'm I'm going into uh, front end development. Um, and so, cause it seems like, seems it's like lot, it's a, a decent, lot of work for that. It seems there, like right? it's a, a decent paying thing has a good, uh, good opportunities there. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe I'll just start performing all next year and then I'll be like, okay, maybe I don't need this degree and I'll just focus in on that. And so, I, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I, I got a lot of my questions answered by doing that podcast and just, getting some information from people that are, that are living the dream. And, um, some of that I'm actually going against right now, just because. What do, what do you mean by going against it? Like what they teach you or like not, right. not listening so, to what they're doing? Some of the things that they, they told me was like this backup plan thing. Just go, just go all in on the music. And, and. And, and, you, and you're not doing that. Th- I'm, going as far in as I, as I have time to allow me with, with my kids and gotcha. job supporting my kids and my family. I, I have a wife and she works too, but, <laughs> and she makes more money than me, but it's a, you know, it, things are, things are hard to afford now, you know? It's, it, <laughs> oh, tell me about it, man. <laughs> right? it, it's not that, an easy world that we live in. And, that inflation, and, huh? and, and I don't have, I, I, I don't have any answers to, you know, uh, your, your furnace broke. So, uh, right, exactly. And so, and so I'm just doing everything that I can. And, uh, and, and, and to me doing, doing the degree might be in, in my mind going against that, just go all in, you know, the extent that I can go all in is just doing as, as much as I can while still supporting my family, you know, having the job and taking my kids to school, picking them up type of thing. And so that to me in, in my, 
in my life is going all in. Uh, and so school may be taking away from that all in. And so. No, I don't think so, man. I think you're doing it right. Especially since you have kids. I think if you were like a single guy and like uh, couch surfing and maybe, you know, didn't have a lot of responsibility. Right. Right. Like, and then it's easy to go all in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's, I, I just am in a different situation. You know, I, I have a family. I think as long as you don't give up on music, man. Right. Like that's what it, to me, going all in is, is like where you're like, maybe after six months, you're like, this is kind of hard. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to go do my little cushy programming job where it's like, (laughs) well, no, do your programming. Right. But then create your music and and, and have that as your end goal. Right. The, the, in my mind, getting, the the degree to get a better job to pay for my music is is a means to an end you know yeah. is a means to a moving forward my music i mean if if any other ways pop up you know along the way that i can see wait there's there's a shorter way <laughs> to do this i will gladly take that way but as of right now i think this is probably um the only way that i can do it you should get some jobs like especially with what you do, do just like some solo guitar, singer songwriter stuff, mm-hmm. like get weekend jobs, we, like at restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, I'm, I mean, they're always probably looking to hire right. musicians, like just yeah. somebody to sit in the corner and play mm-hmm. some, some background music or, right. or and, uh, some gigs or something. Yeah. And, and I have looked into those and the thing that I was lacking was just like basically a portfolio and so, and showing, what, what I can do. do. Right? But now you got that with the, right. with the website. And, and the, exactly. And that's what I've been building. And, and so, and so my idea with that was, you know, get these three singles released, see if I can generate some sort of a following and, you know, start getting more gigs, you know, sure. get, just get a lot more gigs. And if, and if I can keep doing that, the cool thing is, is I have it set up as a business now. So I get, if I get paid from any gig, you know, it's through my LLC, and, you know, I can get, you know, whatever tax breaks come from having an LLC and writing music in my basement, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and, uh, it's, it's kind of like an official thing now. Right. And so, um, and I, and I, and it, everything just kind of happened all at the same time, you know? And so now I have the degree, the, the music path and, and the, you know, my second job and stuff like that. And so it's just like all kind of there, like it's funny because I, I tend to do things where I'm like, okay, I need to change something. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this, try this, see what happens. They all worked out. And so, <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, so. Which I'm, one do you stick with? Yeah. Well, I'm definitely sticking with the music. It's a, it's a, it's a matter, it's a matter of, you know, is, is the school thing going to help support this in the long run or is it just going to be a distraction? And I haven't figured that out yet. So. Very cool. We have a, I, well, I have a couple of uh, standard questions I ask on every show. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard it. If we bring it up on the podcast, okay. right? Like family and friends visit us. I'm sure you have family visit from out of state, right? Mm-hmm. And they come into town, they come to Utah. They're like, mm-hmm. Ryan, give me the tour, buddy. Show me around. What's cool mm-hmm. here, man. What do you do for fun? I mean, where, where, where do you take people to? I mean, do you, do you have like a mm-hmm. tour and, and or, or is there like one or two places? Like, you know, I have my favorite places I'll take people to like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, Bridal Veil Falls or, mm-hmm. or Park City, Walk Main Street or, or, um, you know, the, even the temple, the downtown uh, temple, 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to go show people, you know. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Or, um, or the library downtown Salt Lake's really really cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would depend on the season too. Because yeah, sure. Utah just has so many cool things, and during the seasons, we we just always have things going on, which which is pretty amazing. Like in summer, we have tons of festivals. Like I love the Living Traditions Festival. I oh, love dude, the, I love it! The yeah, festival, the Scottish festival. There's there's just so many cool festivals going on, but you know, like so. Let's say it's it's somewhere summer, and uh, someone comes you know comes to visit, and they're like, "Hey, hey, what should we be doing?" We, I mean, I'd probably take them up to Silver Lake and go for go for a hike up to that other hidden lake, and um, I love like just the nature of things that they have here. Maybe we'd go, um, uh, maybe camping at the spruces, you know, just, um, or just get, getting out in nature. Yeah, just get, just get out. Oh, oh uh, Neff's Canyon too. I, okay. I absolutely love Neff's Canyon going for, for a hike up there. What, yeah. what about like favorite local eating spots? Any favorite local eating spots? Oh yeah. Um, uh, Bombay house. Yeah. I, I love Bombay house. So good. Um, uh, even though it's a chain, it's still really good, but oh my, oh yeah, really good. I love oh my. Well, they're kind of, are they a Utah chain? No, or I think or, they, or, I think or, they are a Utah cause chain. Cause I know there's a few of them around Salt right, Lake. Right. I, I don't, I don't know if they're a local or, or, or a, sorry, I don't know if they're a national chain. I think they're just a local chain, yeah. but still it's, it's so good. I just, and just great Vietnamese food. Yeah. Know. Um, probably, it, you know. Let's say I like uh, Ito Sushi. They're pretty good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of. I mean, that's good. I, I just always like to hear, you know, and right. even listeners. I've had listeners even tell me like, oh, they, they, they have like a little notepad they keep of, of all the recommendations that, oh, that people recommend. Because, <laughs> you know, people are always looking for new places to eat, right? Like, you right. know, Friday night rolls around, date night, Wednesday night, whatever, you know. And you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to go to the same Texas roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of there's lots of good spots. And one of my favorite things is just finding a place, finding a new place that's just so good, right? And, and like, you're like, oh, I, this is, this is in my mental note of favorite, yeah. favorite spots. Like, like I have a hard time going to, to any like Indian or, uh, or, uh, Nepali food other than Bombay house. And, um, um, oh man, now it's gone. It was there. <laughs> Katman, Katmandu. Okay. Katmandu. Yeah, Katmandu. I love Katmandu. It's really good. But um, I mean, I'm sure there's other ones. What about Himalayan Kitchen? Is, is, I don't think I've been there. Okay, so I'll have to check that out. But yeah. but when yeah when Can't I Kathmandu's good though. Yeah, too. when when I'm like think Indian food, those are like yeah, or or some type of curry. Those are the two places that I that I think of. What do you think of all the growth in Utah, man? Like what I mean, it has just exploded over the last couple of years. Right. Like, holy cow. It, I mean, it really is. It's, I mean, it's, it's a good thing, but it's also a weird thing. Kind of scary too, man. Cause right. we're not ready for this. Cause I kind of liked that we were all in our own little bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liked that. Like, is I like, I mean, I love exploring. I love uh, finding new things. I, I would love to travel more. I wish I could, but. Uh, Don't we all? Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of, it, it was kind of nice. Just like, um. I don't know. There's some kind of weird safety thing about living in Utah. You know, you just kind of feel 
I mean, it's the I mean, there's, from the rest of the world, the rest right, of the right, world right. away from <laughs> like, us. Uh, like, like, they'll they'll deal with that, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> those Utahns. I mean, we're we're affected by a lot of the same things that other places are affected by, but but sometimes it just kind of feels like. Um, just like you're kind of wrapped in your nice little blanket here and the rest of the world does, does its crazy thing. <laughs> well, we definitely have something special here. Right. We definitely have something mm-hmm. special. And, and, you know, same wrapped up in our, but that sounds, I don't know, but, but we, we are in a good way, right. I think, you know? Right. I don't, I don't think we're like exclusive or we're, um, we're xenophobic in any way. It's, it's just more yeah. like, I, I don't know. It's, well, even like our economy here is incredible right. compared to with some other states. Right. We we have a good economy and, and we just have like just all these little things. What I have noticed though is like going like going to the spruces per se. Say you're going to the spruces. Now you have to book something in January to get a place at the spruces. I don't know if that's due to just the growth. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, it, definitely. And that is frustrating. And and stuff like Silver Lake seems to get overpopulated sometimes. Well, yeah, you know? the traffic just to get anywhere, right? And so just bonkers. And so that that to me is is kind of like, um, you know, it's 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 growth. It's part of yeah. what happens when you grow. But but at the same time, it that that little special spot that I've lived in most of my life is like not becoming so special anymore, you know, but, uh, I mean, it's still special to me, but like, it's not like, so it's just a lot more people. Right. Right. It's hard. And it's probably hard because you, you know, as a musician, you're like, I want these people here because I want them to come to my shows. I want them to enjoy my music. Mm -hmm. But yet there was something special about that slow paced Utah, even though there was a part of me that was like, Oh, I wish Utah was bigger. I wish Salt Lake City was bigger. I wish, you know, we had a bigger city with right. all these amazing things. I mean, I remember when there was a time when there couldn't be two concerts in the same night in this mm-hmm. city, it seemed like. I mean, there wasn't enough people to draw. Right. But now it's like, look at all the incredible. I mean, we're we're in talks of a major league baseball team right. here in the city of Utah. Right. Like that is just something we used to dream of. Mm-hmm. And now it's could be a possibility because we've gotten to that point. Right. And as it, a state, and I think the growth there is good. And I think it's going to be a good thing, especially for like industries that we don't really have here, but we, we should have, we should like, like, so there, like, for instance, like the, the film community here, like we have, we have independent filmmakers here and the industry comes and uses what we have here, but we don't really have a film industry here. Mm. And uh, I mean, I mean, you can kind of think of like the Utah Film Commission as the film industry in Utah, but I mean, I I, I don't really see it as an yeah. industry. I see more of the filmmakers here as a community that, and and if we can build that into more of an industry, like have studios where like you know, that, that, uh, like they have in LA. Right. Uh, and, and the traffic to, to use it, I think that's probably the bigger thing, right. Is having, um, the, you know, those types of people moving in here, like, and I feel the same way about the, the music industry here. I, 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 uh, there's musicians, people got started here. Like imagine dragons got started 
in Utah. So same with neon neon trees. They used, but can't forget the, they all moved to where yeah. the industry was, right? Either, yeah. No, I I, I see what yeah. you're saying. I mean, I and, see that with a lot of like you know comedians the same way, mm-hmm. movie you know actors the same way, right? Yeah. And the and and I think if we could build that industry here, and then there would be no need for that, and then it could make things a lot easier for people like me and the other filmmakers in the community and the other musicians and the, 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 you know, the scene, you know, in Utah. And I think it would be, make it better for them to grow. And so I, I want that to happen. And so if, if growth means that, then yeah, I'm all for it. How can listeners of, of my podcast, connect with you what's what's your website how can they go listen to some of your music as we kind of wrap this episode up a little bit and 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 i want to get all my listeners everybody seriously go connect with ryan go check out his music on spotify how can they do that yes yes definitely um so my music's on all the streaming services uh i only have uh, two songs on there right now i'm still getting stuff released again i don't have a team it's just me yeah no i can respect <laughs> it's that just man. me pushing it out so any music video that i've done i've filmed myself uh you know and and my brother's doing the producing on these songs but anyway so any any streaming services my website is uh, ryanmeeksmusic.net uh, i'm on tiktok under ryan meeks music instagram ryan meeks music um and uh, I, I do have a Facebook, but I don't do much with it. It's under Ryan Meeks, Ryan Meeks Music as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think. And then your podcast, one more time. I know you mentioned yes, it a couple times. Uh, podcast is The Path of Art. So go go download some of those episodes, mm-hmm. even though he's not putting them out. And then, yeah. and then bug him and tell him to put it out. Yeah, uh, it's, especially if you're creative. I, I tell you what, there is there is some really good information in, in those episodes. Uh, if, if you're a painter, we, uh, we've got some painters that have, that have given some really, really great advice. And, uh, there's, uh, you know, musicians, filmmakers, um, actors, uh, if you're into any of that and, and you want some, and you just want to listen to someone that's doing what you want to do. Yeah and go listen to those episodes on that podcast. And even the ones like, like even Kurt Bester, like he, at the, when I interviewed him, he gave some advice that wasn't just towards composers and musicians. He he said, if, if you're in any art field, you know, go and do a project, just go and take a, a project that comes your way. Especially if you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And, and he talks about, because if you feel like you can't do it and you do it, then you're going to learn along the way. And so and that's what it's all about. Man. Right. And so, yeah, the, just that kind of, I, I, if no one listened to my podcast, I am still so happy that I did it because it gave me so many insights. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Anything else you want to mention before we stop recording? It's um, been an honor to have you in the podcast studio, man. It's seriously, it's uh, it's been so cool to get to know you. I I didn't expect all of this. So this is <laughs> this 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 blew out you know all my expectations of this interview. Like seriously, you were awesome. Oh well, thanks, man. Well, thanks for having me on. I want to say that first yeah, of all. I, absolutely. I, uh, I, I'm just yeah. I'm just glad to be on and and ha- having met you. Uh, it, it, it's been just an experience, you know, yeah. and, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, 
that's probably pretty much it. I just want to thank you for having me on awesome. and helping, helping get, uh, get my voice out there. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Brian. And you know, I always tell people let's, let's catch up down the road, man. Let's, let's bring you back through, you know, sometime, uh, well next year. I mean, we're November now. So, I mean, let's, let's catch up next year, you know, and see where you're at with music and, 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 uh, you know how that Kurt Bester thing went? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you have any new new songs out and how that's going. So thank you so much, man. Oh, yeah, thank you.